After so many weeks of waiting, it looks like we're about to go racing again. Whilst it's been difficult for the fans and, of course, difficult for the teams, it's also been difficult for those people who run the circuits and organise the racing. Joining me online is Ian Watson from the British Automobile Racing Club, BARC. Ian, uh, hello. Um, I suspect you haven't had a quiet lockdown at all, have you? Uh, good morning. No, I haven't. It's been uh, somewhat busy for me. Actually, I've been... Uh working from home for the whole of the time. Uh, although we've had a lot of our staff have been furloughed, I've been working, been able to work from home, so it's uh, been able to keep up with what we're supposed to be doing to try and get ourselves back to going again. How closely did you work with Motorsport UK when uh, Motorsport was uh, suspended and obviously we, we went into lockdown? What was your, the first steps you had to take and how closely did you work with them? We worked very, very closely with Motorsport UK. Um, they advised us that they were going to stop permits at some stage um, although we kept hopeful that we were going to be able to start the season off as we anticipated uh, with our first meeting at the end of March, we always knew that it was going to be close to not being possible. Um, so we were working on that meeting up until probably three or four days prior to its happening. Uh, but we knew at some stage it was going to be um, closed down to us. Fortunately, Motorsport UK came up with the answer that they were not going to allow any permits to be granted until the end of June which meant that we then knew exactly where we stood and uh, could plan to try and work to that point as being a restart. I mentioned the BTCC. Um, that's only one of the championships that BARC are involved in, some, some 25 different championships. Has that been 25 sets of problems or has, has a sort of solution to it all been one overarching solution? I think in the main, it's been one solution. It's not exactly one size fits all, um, but it does mean that we've got very similar problems with all of the championships. Most people wanted to go back racing at some stage or other we do have a couple of championships that are not going back to racing though they've elected not to this year so you have to accommodate everybody and their wishes i think there was a, a thought went around that everybody was going to want to go out racing every weekend where practically that isn't possible um, we have people who are funding their racing by the spare cash they have at the end of any one month and to have one race meeting a month suits them. Uh, and if you put in a second meeting for them to give some extra race time, I'd simply turn around and say, well, we'll go to one or the other. We had to very carefully plan what each of the championships could, uh, could afford, what they wanted to do which meant that everybody has a slightly different arrangement uh, for each of those championships. I mean, it's a very important point, isn't it? The finance. Everybody loves racing and everybody's enthusiastic about racing, but finance is the reality. Money is the reality of going racing. And of course, this whole period must have impacted BARC as well. So you've had to, to balance what you can do on behalf of the members to provide the racing as well, haven't you? Yeah, very much so. Uh, it's been uh, it's a very difficult balance. Uh, we were fortunate enough that... Uh, we could furlough the staff so we could take some of that pain away. But it has been a difficult time, and it's been a difficult time for the circuits as well as us as the organiser of events. So uh, mm. good for anybody. And you won't mind me saying, around in motorsport for, for a number of years, has this been the, the biggest challenge you've faced? Is it something Because we, we didn't sort of really see it coming, did we? And all of a sudden it was upon us, wake up one morning, goodness me, the, the landscape has changed. I think it's been the biggest challenge that almost everybody in the country has ever faced. Um, I don't perceive that anybody's had an easy time of it. And when you talk about you know, probably the worst thing that's ever happened to this country in the past is things such as the, the world wars. But when you talk to people who were involved in that, they say, this is nothing like it because you don't know what you're fighting. You don't know where the, where the battle's coming from. Um, so it's been a very difficult time for everybody personally, 
uh, and for businesses, it's it's not going to get any easier for a period of time to come yet. From the Bark perspective, what's racing going to look like when we get going again? Uh, what's what's changed, uh, and what restrictions are still going to have to be in place? One hopes that the racing on the track is going to look exactly like it always has done. It's going to be extremely exciting. But behind the scenes, there'll be things like uh, all of the social distancing will be observed in and around each of the venues. Um, everything will be done electronically. We won't be producing pieces of paper to dish out for people. There'll be no results service. All of the results will be issued online through the TSL website, for example, uh, our timing people. Um, so everything will be done electronically. We're going to minimise the amount of face-to-face contact that we have in terms of meeting with the drivers. If there is a judicial problem, then that so judicial process will be followed through as per normal. Um, we're not going to shirk our responsibilities, but we're just going to have to be so much more careful. Even down to limiting the number of officials that we can have around at race meetings, uh, we'll be setting maximum figures of people in, in a race control room, for example, so that we can observe the distancing. So somewhere like Broxton, our home base, uh, we're looking at probably no more than four people in race control, where previously you might have seen eight or nine. So it does mean there are going to be some fairly significant changes in that respect. But ultimately, we're hoping to deliver a service to the competitors, which provides them with the base to go racing as they would expect to do it. Much like every other business in the country, they've been finding that new ways of doing things um, and, and challenging the way that they've always done things is going to impact the way they do things in the future. As you just said, perhaps fewer people involved in certain areas of, of racing. Is there a legacy here? Is there a learning curve that you're going to be going through and saying, do you know what, at the end of this, we can do things differently and possibly do them better? There are certain things we'd already started to move in the direction of a paperless society from our own perspective. But I think this given us the opportunity, the impetus to move that forward even faster than perhaps we were were moving. Um, One of the things which has been a real help to us is that Motorsport UK allow us to do a self-declaration form in advance of the race meeting which means that competitors don't have to go through that sign-on process the scrutineering process at the beginning of an event which were always big pinch points where you had lots of people trying to get into one room to sign on at the same time so by doing that self-declaration process it's eliminated that need to get everybody together at one place if we can continue with that into the future that will be extremely helpful in the same vein that doing everything electronically Um, producing judicial sheets, whatever. Um, It's going to make our lives so much easier uh, in many respects and mean that our record systems are nothing like as vast in terms of bits of paper than we would previously have seen. So, yeah, lots of changes that are being made and lots of changes which hopefully we won't return to necessarily. I think we need part way back with some of the things that we've done by involving people, but a lot of what we learned I think we can move forward from. BARC has many followers on social media and uh, not least of all the members you have. How have you been keeping in touch with them and and enabling them to get a sense of of when they can get more involved hands-on again? It's been difficult with so many people being furloughed. It's been difficult to get information out on a regular basis to anybody. But I've been able to keep in touch with the championship coordinators personally. So they've had some updates on where we stand and what we're trying to do. um, And they've been passing that back out to the competitors more difficult to try and get the information out to individual marshals or just general supporters of the club. Um, but we've tried to do our best and we've now we're starting to get people back into the office again. 
we can obviously update that fairly quickly. You've obviously had also uh, an awful lot of contact with uh, the teams, the championship coordinators, the drivers uh, involved as well. Has there been a, a general sort of feeling that we're all in this together and that, that we can go racing if everybody effectively sticks to the new rules? Yes, I think so. Um, we have some nervous individuals, um, quite rightly so, because they fall into perhaps the vulnerable category. Um, our martial force, for example, is not in the first flush of youth in some respects, myself included. And um, Experienced is the, is the phrase, isn't it? Yeah, experienced. Yeah, that does nicely. It covers a multitude of sins, doesn't it? Um, but yes, it's, it, you have to respect individuals' opinions about what their own personal safety involves. And uh, we're not forcing anybody to go racing. We're not forcing anybody to go back out marshalling. But we are going to be there. We will have a. We will provide a service to the racers, which hopefully will be seamless. It isn't an easy one to resolve in terms of uh, who does what, where, and when, so to speak. I know from a, a fan's perspective, uh, just uh, looking on uh, online, uh, what people are posting, the whole issue of camping at circuits and, and things like that and pre-ticket sales is, is going to change. That's obviously been part of the logistics that you've been looking at as well. Yes, it is. I mean, uh, to be honest, it's not one of the areas that I've been particularly involved in. I tend to leave that to the venues uh, rather than get involved in that myself personally. But yes, it does cause all sorts of issues. Um, we're at Cadwell Park this coming weekend and to accommodate the fact that we can't actually stay according to government guidelines on the Friday evening we're not starting activity on track until 11 o'clock on the Saturday morning uh, which means that the majority of people should be able to travel to the event safely um, to get started yeah we're having to make all sorts of different um, changes to accommodate what we have to do because at the end of the day, there's no way we can cut corners and have something come back on us. Just thinking about that late that later start and the way that this season has been shifted, um, potentially uh, many of those championships will be racing into November, uh, where it gets darker a bit quicker and the track temperatures are lower and everybody got jumpers on rather than T-shirts. It's going to have a very different feel at the end of all of those championship seasons this year, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. It's going to be very, very different. we just got to get through it best we can. I mean, we're usually fairly lucky that October is, uh, is recent years has been quite a good month. Um, you tend to be able to race reasonably well in October, but I'm a bit nervous about going on into November, I must admit. It generates a number of issues. <laughs> I was talking to Chris Smiley recently and he said he, he was wondering whether or not the tyre manufacturers were going to have some snow tyres for the, for the end of the season. Somebody suggested chains at one point, but I doubt it. One hopes not. Can you imagine going through the technical specification for snow chains at a race circuit? Uh, Ian, I know there's uh, an awful uh, lot to do uh, before we go racing again, but it's been absolutely brilliant to uh, catch up with you. Thank you very much indeed. And I know that there are many, many thousands of people who go racing and enjoy racing across all of those championships that are overseen by Bark. We'll be deeply grateful for you and the whole team at BARC for for the work that you've been doing. Uh, So good luck uh, for the season. And for now, Ian Watson, thank you very much.